All right, here we are. Welcome to the Strongest Ride podcast. You are here with one half of the show, Sophie Lane, and I'm going to be taking you through a solo episode today talking about why does running make you feel good? Now, I've been very curious about this probably since I started running um, and it's come up more recently. I think just around, you know, so many people are getting into running and I think a lot of people who were maybe hesitant previously or just never thought they'd be a runner or were just kind of anti-running have sort of jumped on board a little bit more recently and it's really exciting to see. And I'm kind of curious to know why they're doing it, why they keep doing it and why they enjoy it so much, especially for someone who has typically not enjoyed it previously or has had bad experiences with running before or has just been someone who's never really gotten into it or been able to enjoy it um, like I always have and always have enjoyed and I have been wondering what's the difference why do some people love it why do some people hate it where does this all come from what's actually going on physiologically within us because look to be honest there's a lot of time that I don't feel like going for a run a lot of the time I struggle to get out of the door it takes me you know I might plan to go for a run in the morning and then I might snooze my alarm or just not go and then it gets to the afternoon and I don't want to go and it put it off put it off put it off and then I go and it feels fantastic like it always does and I love it and I really enjoy it and I feel good during it I feel good afterwards particularly and I wonder like what is going on why does it feel so good and how can we kind of harness that or make the most of that and yeah really make sure that running is enjoyable and a fantastic experience. So anyway, that was a bit of a tangent. We're going to be talking about why does running make you feel good today? Um, I will also hopefully do a little bit of a GNW 30K recap for you at the end, but we'll see how we go for time. I've got a flight to catch to the Gold Coast very shortly and I need to make sure this is swift and efficient um, and hopefully all in one take so that I don't have to spend too long editing it. But anyway, we are going to get into it. So Why does running make you feel good? Now, there's this phenomenon known as the runner's high, which I'm sure all of you would have heard of. Some of you may think you've experienced it. Some of you may know you've experienced it. Some of you are thinking, when is this going to come? Because I am not feeling the runner's high that everyone keeps talking about. So what actually is the runner's high? Um, It's basically just describing a euphoric state resulting from, in quotation marks, long distance running. Now, long distance running can be a very relative term. It's very individual and variable, but pretty much just any kind of aerobic continuous activity, specifically running in this context. I'm sure that there are similar experiences across other sports, but a lot of the research and obviously what I'm looking into is more around the runner's experience specifically. Um, So some people describe it as a heightened sense of well-being, uh, an enhanced appreciation of nature and transcendence of barriers of time and space. Now that's a little bit woo-woo for me, but I can appreciate the nature aspect. I appreciate the fact that you kind of just go out there and your sole focus is just on running. You're not hopefully not thinking about other things. I mean, sometimes it depends on the day, right? Sometimes you are going through your to-do list and just mentally ticking off lots of things in your head and planning out the day ahead or, you know, kind of working on things in your brain. But sometimes we can just get out there and just be in the moment, particularly with trail running or running in a beautiful place or running with friends. I think we can really be absorbed by that experience. So I think that is part of it as well. Often this euphoric or euphoria um, feeling is associated with reward. So often there's some sort of reward involved. So whether that's a medal at the finish line or a t-shirt or knowing that you're going to run with a friend or knowing that you're going to get a PB or 
that satisfaction of running as far as you have ever run before. Some sort of reward that's involved kind of elevates this experience. So not only do we have the being in nature, not only do we have those social connections, the heightened sense of well-being, but also there's often some sort of reward involved. Now, this is especially shown in runners that do repetitive exercise. So for a lot of us, we're running regularly multiple times a week potentially, and that repetition is often associated with that euphoria because your brain's almost in the routine of knowing what's coming. It's almost anticipating or expecting this good feeling that's going to come soon, and that can kind of tie into it as well. So there's a couple of theories or hypotheses that might explain this experience. Now, I don't know if it's actually clear or set in stone or decided upon, but there are a lot of thoughts and ideas floating around in the research. So I'm going to basically go through three of those main theories and then also some of just my own anecdotal thoughts around potential reasons or potential contributing factors that might heighten this experience or explain why running feels so good. So our first theory that comes comes up basically if you ask anyone why what's the runner's high why does running make me feel good I think a lot of people will say it's because of the endorphins it's the endorphins it's the dopamine or the serotonin or the the feel-good hormones or anything along those lines so this endorphin hypothesis was sort of believed to be true for a really long time kind of came up in the 80s and 90s and was sort of the gold standard of of why this runner's high is a thing So what is an endorphin? Uh, Endorphins are a group of hormones secreted within the brain and the nervous system, and they've got a number of different physiological functions. So they do lots of things. But in this kind of context, what they are or what they do is kind of act as a body-made or natural analgesic, so a pain reducer or pain reliever. So endorphins are naturally produced within our body, and they help to mask or reduce decreased pain. These endorphins are kind of used to aid the body to endure this pain in periods of prolonged stress or pain. So if we're doing something for a long duration, our endorphins will be kind of increased within the bloodstream. They'll be produced, passed around the body. And that endorphin release will sort of sustain throughout the time that we are exercising or pushing through pain or working really hard. Depends on the context. Okay, So these endorphins are released within the body and they help to make things feel a little bit better by reducing the pain. So sometimes they're called kind of a, the body's naturally occurring opioids, so pain reliever. Um, we know that a lot of medication, there's a lot of um, painkillers, those kind of things. Within our body, we have kind of our natural version of that, and that's what we're referring to here. So the type that is most generally associated with the runner's high is a thing called beta endorphin. So it's just a specific type of endorphin. We're not going to go too much deeper than that because that is well beyond my pay grade but basically what happens is this beta endorphin is produced and released within our bloodstream as we're exercising or as we're running and we kind of get this steady flow of endorphin release so we're feeling good we're kind of reducing the pain or reducing the stress you know running is quite a high stress situation Um, so there's other hormones as well that are released to kind of calm us down a little bit and make this more enjoyable and we get to experience really positive feelings Once we stop running, these kind of feelings or the hormones released in our body stay around for roughly two hours, depending on the research, but it seems as though roughly two hours within our system, and then they start to sort of taper off and reduce. So what then starts to happen, and when running can become a dangerous thing in terms of addiction or obsession, is when these feelings start to wear off, and then the running high feeling starts to wear off, 
Runners can actually start to experience withdrawal symptoms similar to that of someone who is addicted to external drugs. Um, external drugs, you know what I mean, drugs. Um, so that's quite interesting and I think is probably more pre- prevalent than we realize and I think makes a lot of sense for us runners who run very regularly and who don't like the thought of stopping running and when we are when running is taken away from us due to injury or illness or other circumstances it explains why we struggle so much to not run because we've got this basically we're being taken off this drug and we're having withdrawal symptoms and we're not getting those same endorphin releases we're not getting the same hormonal changes we're not getting those same feelings of euphoria hence we're not feeling as good as we normally would when we're running regularly and consistently so I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, so this theory has been around for a while. It has since been disproved, but I think a lot of the principles behind it are still relevant. And I think it's interesting to look back on the history of where this all started and what was once thought to be true. Okay, so that's the endorphin hypothesis. Now, the reason that they've kind of since discovered that this might not be the real reason is they did a study where they took some runners, they surveyed them, kind of went through a bit of a questionnaire in terms of how they were feeling before exercising. Then they went for a run and then they retested them. And for some of them, they were injected with just a saline solution. Some of them were injected with what's called naloxone, which is basically a blocker of this beta endorphin. So it would block that endorphin from being produced or released um, or entered into the bloodstream basically. And they found no real difference between the two cohorts which kind of disproved the theory because if those endorphins are released what they thought was if the endorphins are released and produced and going around the system they'll feel good if they're not if that's not happening then they won't feel so good but this wasn't true they both felt equally as good basically and if I'm going to really dumb it down um so now we've started well not me personally the researchers and the scientists have started to think okay well if that's not the main reason then what else could be happening and this is where theory number two comes in now this word is very tricky to say so we're going to call it ecb for short but basically it's endocannabinoids endocannabinoids it's a very long word but we're going to call it ecb for short basically these ecbs are biochemical substances similar to cannabis but they are naturally produced in the body so they're very similar to cannabis but It's not an external drug or a substance that you take. It is something that just is produced within everyone's body. So they're kind of our natural chemicals that improve mood. They reduce nociception, which is basically how our brain sort of processes pain. Um, What else does it do? It creates analgesia, so pain relief. It creates relaxation and it's been shown to reduce anxiety. So these ECBs are creating all of these different changes within our body in terms of our mood and how we feel during and after exercise they're also responsible for the release of these endorphins so without these ecbs the endorphins aren't getting released anyway so we need them as kind of a precursor to the endorphins as well so they're pretty critical in this whole process and pretty influential in how we feel during or after our run Um, now the difference here with the endorphins versus the ecbs and the reason why they're starting to hypothesize that this might be the real reason is because they're small enough to cross what's called the blood brain barrier. So stuff going around in your blood in order for it to get into your brain and actually have kind of an impact or influence on the cells within your brain, 
the cells that are moving through have to be really, really, really tiny to cross this barrier. If they're too big, like an endorphin, they won't get through. That's my understanding anyway. Please, if you're a scientist, correct me if I'm wrong. But that's how I understand it. So what happens is because these ECBs are small enough to cross that barrier, they're then enabled to induce not only peripheral but also central effects. So they can affect what's happening within our brain but also with what's happening outside further around the body and further through our system. These ECBs are also closely linked with the dopamine system, so that reward system. So dopamine is like a a pleasure hormone within our brain um, and these ECBs are quite closely linked with dopamine, potentially meaning that the more ECBs we have, maybe we've got more dopamine release, therefore we're probably feeling a little bit better. So it's kind of interesting. I think there's a real correlation here now that we're seeing between going for a run it feels really really good you feel incredible you feel on top of the world potentially sometimes not every time of course I'm not saying that every run feels amazing but often and then you come home you feel good for a couple of hours you're like yeah yeah I feel so good and then you go about your day and then those feelings start to wear off a little bit and then you kind of want to go for another run maybe not that day maybe not the next day but pretty soon after you might be keen to go again and I imagine I'm not speaking from experience here just so you know I imagine it would be similar to taking drugs like you take the drug you feel good that wears off, you don't feel so good, and you're like, oh, I want to feel good again, so I take the drug again. That's what I'm imagining. Um, I'm not sure, but I'm imagining it's very similar. So this makes a lot of sense to me, and I think it, obviously you can dive a lot deeper into understanding this a bit more clearly. That's a very, very short summary, but the endocannabinoids are a really key contributing factor to why we feel good when we run, and it's very, very fascinating and really interesting to me. So that's theory number two, the ECBs. Number three, which I will link an episode below where we talk to Scott Goddard, who is an expert when it comes to flow state. So I'm not going to go too deeply into this third theory today, but if you'd like to know more about flow state, please go to the link below. But basically the third theory is flow state. So what is flow state? It basically kind of describes that really full immersive effect that you have when you're really into an activity. So you're so into it that you're that's all you can think about you're not thinking about anything else you're not distracted you're just moving maybe it's running through nature and your sole focus and sole purpose is just doing that activity and there's no external validation there's no extra reward there's nothing else going on it's just that full immersion you can kind of switch off and just flow basically um so yeah i'll link an episode below but basically some some kind of components that this is related to basically So centering your attention, so really focusing on the task at hand, potential loss of self-consciousness, so maybe just not thinking as consciously as you normally would, maybe kind of, uh, I don't really know how to describe that, but that feeling of almost being quite distracted or, yeah, just thinking a little bit more deeply than you normally would, Um, feeling like you're in control, so you're in charge of of what's happening, Um, and often this is associated with nature, so maybe you're in a beautiful place, Um, whether that's a a trail or by the beach or wherever it might be. That is theory number three. So we have the endorphin hypothesis. We have the endocannabinoids and we have flow state as kind of our three most commonly reported upon potential reasons as to why running makes us feel good. But I have got some other thoughts and these are not research backed. These are purely anecdotal and experience based, but just some things that I think might contribute beyond the hormonal changes, beyond 
whatever's going on physiologically within our bloodstream I think some things that are probably relatable to a lot of you and make a lot of sense logically to me which could also contribute number one I'm calling this the distraction hypothesis (laughs) just because that sounds a bit more sciencey but basically I just think the pure fact that you are distracted from other things or you're not focusing on anything else that's going on you're not working you're not hopefully not on your phone if you're able to leave your phone at home or just put it on do not disturb or whatever um maybe you've got a podcast on or some music on or maybe you're just listening to the birds and the crunchy leaves under your feet and you're distracted by all the stresses and worries that go on day to day so I think that is probably contributing to why it feels so good as well it's kind of that escape kind of that me time the time for you to just be with yourself or maybe be with your friends and just kind of decompress so that's Sophie's theory number one Sophie's theory number two is the theory of mastery or self-efficacy or self-improvement. I spoke about this earlier with the reward system and and kind of chasing a goal or a PB or a distance or whatever it is. But I think purely the process or the journey of improving and getting better and working harder and doing more and achieving more and even running, feeling easier, feeling better. Maybe you go for a hilly run that used to used to walk up all the hills and it used to be really hard and now suddenly you can run over those hills so I think something about that mastery process and that self-improvement process I think makes a lot of sense as to why it feels good I think it's this self-accomplishment I think we're able to achieve something and it's for ourselves. no one else really benefits from us being a better runner but we feel good and we can kind of tick off these achievements and feel as though we're making progress and improvement number three couldn't go past this the social and community aspect of running now obviously this isn't going to be relevant to you if you always run by yourself you never run in a group um, you never do any like virtual community type stuff if you just run on your own this probably won't apply to you but if you do run on your own all the time I would highly highly suggest just trying going for a run with someone else maybe it's a friend a colleague maybe there's a group that you know of in your area just try it out because I think there is a whole plethora of benefits that would come with the new kind of social or community aspects if you haven't experienced it yet but in general sharing something hard with someone else is really powerful and experiencing something where you're pushing your limits where maybe things are heightened you've got as we know some hormones flowing through your body things are slightly elevated more than normal and you're working hard maybe you're in a new place maybe you're having to navigate through the bush and you're a little bit lost and you're having to work together or maybe having to run up the top of the hill and you really don't want to keep running but the person behind you is running and you don't want them to pass you so you keep going as well there's a whole number of reasons why this could be helpful and we spoke a lot about this in our previous episode with Alex and Ollie last week all about community and social and how that influences our running life our general life how it makes us better people And the ability to just connect and have a community and feel as though you belong, I think is so, so important. If you're someone who maybe works from home, maybe doesn't have any other like team sports or hobbies within a group, maybe you don't have a heap of friends socially, coming together with a bunch of runners who are probably all from different backgrounds, different abilities, different everything, and sharing a run together is so, so, so important and so powerful and I think makes you feel good. I know for me personally, If I go for a run by myself, I feel good just because of all the other reasons. But if I go for a run with a group, I come back and I'm just like, oh, I'm just like buzzing, like feel just on top of the world. So excited. You have some great conversations. You meet cool people. It's just 
takes it to a whole nother level. So that is number three for me. Number four, which we've touched on a little bit as well, is nature. There is something so primal and integral and innate within us when we are out in nature exploring. Maybe we've got no phone reception. We've got no headphones in. We're just here on those crunchy leaves. There is just something about crunchy leaves that really makes you feel good. Um, so where, wherever it is, even if you live in a city, just being outside, fresh air, bit of vitamin D, maybe even a bit of rain. That's quite exhilarating as well, running in the rain. Um, but just being outside in any form of nature, I think is super powerful and would contribute to this good feeling. I don't know if you'd get that on a treadmill, but maybe, maybe I'm being naive. I think a treadmill would be harder to feel good on, but that's my personal bias. Cool. All right. So we have gone through the three main research-based scientific reasons, which I will repeat again for you now in case you've already forgotten. We have the endorphin hypothesis, which is kind of being disproven, but still holds a little bit of truth and a little bit of background info. Basically, endorphins make us feel good. They reduce pain or they relieve pain. Um, These feelings start to wear off eventually, and then we don't feel so good, and then we run again and we feel good again. We've got these ECBs, which is hypothesis number two, which is a biochemical substance similar to cannabis, but is produced naturally within the body. Similar theory to the endorphin in in terms of how the process works, in terms of making us feel good, only being temporary and us needing that feeling again, or we go into this withdrawal process. But the difference being these ECBs are small enough to get into our brain and actually have an effect in our peripheral and central nervous systems. So that's kind of interesting. Number three is the flow state, which you can hear more about at the episode linked below with Scott Goddard. And then we had my theories, which include being distracted, the self-mastery, the social and community aspects, and being in nature. So they are my seven takeaways or tips, not tips, they're not tips, they are observations, theories, as to why running might make you feel good. Now, I would love, love, love to hear from you if you're listening as to why running makes you feel good personally. This doesn't have to be research-backed. This is your pure opinion, and I would love to hear it. So I'm going to leave a little question thing in the Spotify box below. If you're not on Spotify, it's a shame, but that's okay. Just send us a DM, and I would love to hear, why. number one, why running makes you feel good, and number two, are there factors or variables that you change or choose to make it feel even better? So whether that's going in nature or doing it with a friend or et cetera, et cetera, anything you like, I would love to hear from you. But yeah, I think that's it for those ones today. Um, There's so, so, so much research out there and I was a little bit short for time. So I don't want to go into any more detail or broaden this anymore because I just wouldn't be doing it any justice, but I wanted to give you a really concise understanding of some of those potential reasons physiologically and anecdotally as to why it feels good and I would love to hear from you as to why running feels good for you so yeah now I'm going to talk about my GNW 30k second place recap all right the GNW 30k run I was about to say ultra run but definitely not an ultra um fantastic event I've wanted to do that run for a long time having grown up on the coast right near those trails and running with the trotters for a long time it's always been on my bucket list and for a while they only had longer distances 
think 100k and 100 mile and then they added on some shorter ones in more recent years and I remember I can't remember how old I was I must have been old enough to drive so maybe 17 18 and I volunteered at an aid station at the 100k mark so this was where either the 100k runners were finishing or the 100 mile runners still had about 65ks to go and I remember they'd come in and it would be nighttime they'd be delirious I'd never seen anything like it before I was very kind of closed off to the whole ultra world at this point I was just not even like a marathon to me was just insane so seeing this was just like just out of this world and they were mumbling they worked their words they were rolling around all over the place they were like eating noodles and meals and I was like how are they gonna how are they just eating this whole like home-cooked meal and then they're about to run again and they were getting weighed and if they lost too much weight they couldn't continue because of dehydration and just like all these crazy things that I had just never been exposed to before and that was kind of my intro to ultra running and it was amazing and I remember being there like oh I'm gonna do this one day like this is so me and uh yeah that was pretty cool and so now they have a 30k which is I have to say one of my favorite distances currently I think it's a nice challenge where it's a little bit more than a half marathon it's not a full marathon it's just like that in between of you feel like you've really achieved something and done a decent run but it's not so far that you are just shattered and counting down the kilometers till it's over and then unable to walk the next day you know it's like that right like nice sweet spot for me at the moment so I wanted to be part of it I had the, the day free and I thought let's just go for it and enjoy a nice 30k trail run it was going to be a training run I'd only just sort of started maybe two weeks into the Tarawira prep and I thought I'll oh, just see how the legs are see how I go over some trails haven't really done a lot of hills or trails really consistently for a long time so we'll just test it out anyway we got started and it's a kind of tricky start because it's on the beach for maybe 300 meters 500 meters maybe the most maybe not that anyway it's short Um, and then all of a sudden you're going up these big um, sandstone stairs and they go for I don't know, maybe 50 to 100 meters, maybe not that far. And then you're on the trail, which is just like big, rocky, uneven tree roots, big boulders you've got to climb over, tiny little narrow stairs, big stair, all, you know, a big combination of things, which was just like complete, like, okay, we're really into this now. And as usual, I started a bit quicker than I probably should, which is just, you know, always how it goes, especially in a, a small event like that you kind of everyone's pretty much at the front you know what I mean like there's not you're not waiting for people to go there's no waves or anything like that it's kind of like everyone sort of starts together and you just sort of self-seed for that first 500 meters but it's not really long enough to you know it wasn't long enough for me to kind of get further back in the field it was just so early that we just all kind of lined up wherever we were and it was kind of single file one person right in front one person right behind and it was that feeling of like oh I really don't want to hold up the people behind me but I've got nowhere to move to let them pass unless I like completely stop and like jump out of the way. And then I've kind of lost my momentum. But also if they pass me, then they're just going to be stuck in front of the person in front of me anyway or behind them. So there was no real need to pass. But then because of that, you feel this pressure of going quickly because if you slow down, then everyone behind you behind you slows down as well. So I'd love to look back and see what my heart rate was at that point. But I was gassed. Like I, it was, we were walking, we were hiking. Like you couldn't really run it partly because of how steep it was also just the the like underfoot um (laughs) I don't know how to describe that the unevenness basically and yeah so we were all scrambling up there it was a bit tricky 
really fun, but very stressful because you're feeling like you need to hurry up. And so my calves were burning, my quads were burning, my lungs were burning. And I was just like, come on, like, let's just get this done. I just want to be out of this tiny little single track very soon. I want to be on the fire trail. I want these people to go past me. I want to go past some people as well. Like it was just that whole thing of like, let's just get out of this little chaotic bit. And once we were out of there, it was great. We did this little downhill and then more stairs, which I'd totally blocked out and forgotten about from the last time I'd been there. So a little bit more of an uphill climb. And then you finally get to the top and you're like, okay, like now it's down and you've got this road section, fire trail-y kind of vibe, um, kind of undulating. There's way more hills throughout the run that I remembered. I, in my head was thinking bit of beach, massive uphill, rocky section for about a kilometer. And then it's just flat fire trail up and down, you know, gradual hills. But there were some decent hills. There was also a big rocky platform. So there was a lot of it that was on this rock, which was just kind of uneven. It was a little bit unclear as to which way to go. Like the, there were markings, but you'd sort of come out of the bush onto this big rock and not know exactly which way to follow because it wasn't really a path. It was just a big rock. Um, so that was a little bit tricky to navigate. And then, yeah, got back into the bush, got back into some fire trail again, and that was pretty nice. Um there was a really nice group of maybe four or five of us for at least the first half. Um, Al Cook from the Trotters, Annette, who hopefully is listening to this, who I finally met, uh, who is a listener of the show, and a couple of other guys as well. And we were kind of just like going back and forth. A few of us were better on the downhill technical stuff. A few of us were not so good on the uphill section. So we kind of rotated around going back and forth quite a lot which was really nice because you'd follow someone for a bit and then you'd lead for a bit and it was just this nice little rhythm and um in my head I knew that Michaela McDonald was the only female in front of me which I was never planning on racing it but as soon as you're put in that position of like oh I'm in second it's very tempting to want to stay in second and the competitive nature kicks in um and myself and Annette were kind of going back and forth a little bit second and third and I was sort of like, surely, like, cause she passed me a couple of Ks in and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like here come all the rest of the girls. Like, you know, I was in second. I went out too hard, too fast. Like I always do. And now she's passed me and now everyone else is going to pass me as well. Um, and I'm going to end up last female, you know, those thoughts go through your head. Anyway, we went back and forth for a bit. No other girls were appearing. I kept sort of turning around, just seeing who was around. And anyway, we finally got to the halfway point, 15 Ks in, turned around and there were another two girls maybe like a kilometer back or something like that and then the rest of the girls were quite far away so I was kind of relieved because I was like wow I might be on the podium if nothing goes wrong and if I'm not just like if I just haven't gone out way too hard and I can actually just maintain then I might be on the podium for the first time ever now as a kid I would like have an occasional first or second or third at a fun run mostly when there was just not much other competition when I was like 15 or 16 when Girls my age weren't really running. I'd kind of get it by default, but I've never actually won or come second or come third outright female at anything that I can think of. So while this event was very tiny, very small field, very community minded, um, it was quite exciting for me. I was quite excited to get a second place and or a third place or whatever it was going to be. Um, and I was really enjoying it, having some good chats, not ch- chatting too much because I was trying to sort of focus. Um, the way back was a lot harder than I remembered. In my head, it was just going to be downhill, but it wasn't at all. It was very uphill, very rugged, The same, obviously the same as the way out because it was an out and back course. Um, so, yeah, a bit more challenging on the way back than I thought, but all good overall. Felt really good. Did a bit of walking 
up some hills, up some stairs, but I was kind of okay with it. I didn't feel, I felt, it felt strategic. Like it felt like, okay, if I walk this hill, then I'll probably have more energy for the downhill. My legs won't be as cooked and I'll be able to get down the hill without falling over, you know? So I was kind of doing it on purpose strategically, whereas I feel like often I'll only walk if I'm desperate to, and I've got no other choice and I'm just so exhausted that I have to walk. So it was nice to like choose that for myself. Um, so that was really good. And then yeah, coming down that downhill rocky section was super fun. I love that. Um, I can't imagine doing it after doing a hundred miles though. Like it just is so technical and steep and scary that I don't know how they do that on such fatigued, tired legs, but, um, yeah, hats off to any of the milers or hundred Ks or even 50 K or 50 mile. That is very impressive. Um, but yeah, ended up with second, had a fantastic time, really enjoyed myself. I'm going to have to go cause I am going to be late for my flight, but I just wanted to say, when this comes out, we will be into Movember. So make sure you are growing your moustache if you have access to moustache growing capabilities um, or you're supporting in some way, whether that's donating or sharing or being involved in Movember in some way. Um, so this is coming out on the 5th. So next week, if you'd like to be involved in a run on the 11th, Saturday, the 11th of November, there's going to be a 3K or a 5K run followed by some breathwork, meditation, mindfulness on the beach at Balmoral. It's going to be lovely, 6.30 to 9.30 a.m. I'll put the Eventbrite link below if you want to come along. It's free. I'll be there and some other fantastic people as well. Um, now, the following weekend, I've just signed up for Stromlo 30K, which is very spontaneous. Um, last night, I got a message saying, let's go and... I had to sign up last night because it was closing. So we're in, it's happening. It's going to be really fun. We'll talk about that in another episode. Um, and then one more reminder, 25th of November, more than a run, 10K, 30K, 60K, or 10 minute, 30 minute, 60 minute run. Details in the episode with Alex and Ollie from last week. I might link them below in this if I remember, but I've really got to go. Thank you so much for listening. Let me know your thoughts on why running makes you feel good. I'll talk to you in the next one. Thanks guys. Thanks.